Are you ready to articulate yourself so well in conversations that getting friends came easily to you? Yes? Good! Because this is the Speak Up to Connect podcast, and I'm your host, Nicole Jean. I truly believe that a conversation is an investment in a relationship, and there is no other more important life skill than knowing how to strike up an engaging conversation with someone, authentically connect with another human being, and build a meaningful relationship. Want to know how to get this? Then let's get into the episode. It can feel really scary to talk to people. It can feel really scary talking with people. And this can go anywhere with you, whether you're at the line in the grocery store or you're shopping and you and the person in line make eye contact, you you give maybe like a tight smile, if that, what do you say? Or maybe you walk into work in the morning and your colleague says, hi, how are you? And you respond with, good, and you? And they say, good. And the conversation is dead before it's even taken off, off the ground. Do you know what I'm talking about? And so how can, what is the secret to making socializing easy peasy, as easy as tying your shoes, something you've been doing since you were a child? For those of you who are new here, Hi, my name is Nicole Jean. I'm your people skills coach and I help you converse with ease and get more friends as an adult. And today we're talking about the secrets to making socializing, making carrying a conversation with another person easy as pie. And we are so internally fragile that when someone says no, we feel like we've been rejected. Like we're we're back in the seventh grade. And our crush has rejected us from taking us to the homecoming dance. We feel this way. We have this internal fragility inside of us like a little child, like a little preteen. And we worry that people will judge us, will reject us. They will think we're weird, we're boring, or we're dumb. And we have this innate desire to forecast the future And if we see a chance of failing, if we see a chance of being judged, we would rather not try and not risk that judgment and that rejection. I want to tell you a story. When I was a little girl, years, years ago, when I was a little girl, I did a lot of extracurricular activities. My parents had me uh, learn to play the piano, learn to play the violin. I did swimming classes. I did karate classes, I did, what else did I do? I did ballet and I did gymnastics. I did a lot. My parents enrolled me in a lot. They wanted me to learn how to manage my time, how to multitask, how to wake up early and have a schedule. And it was wonderful. I I learned so many life skills from that. However, they also, along the road, in past elementary school, like towards middle school, like sixth grade, seventh grade, they chose to slowly pull back on those extracurricular activities. They they chose to stop paying for them. And I'm sure a lot of it was, it was expensive. I mean, if any of you have kids, you know how expensive it is to have kids. (laughs) But they also did it because they did not forecast that I would be a professional piano or violin musician. 
I would not be an Olympic swimmer. I would not be competing in karate professionally, competitively, or that I would be a professional dancer or gymnast in the future. And so they had me quit early on in my teens. They did not want me to spend the time to prepare, to practice because of the cost. And I don't mean just the financial cost to them. I mean other cost, like the time cost, the hours, the weeks, the day, the years spent in practicing those activities or the money costs or even the stigma costs, the stigma costs associated with you know, doing something for so long, but you never get good at it. It was a waste. Was it all a waste? If you never become professional, if you, you know, for example, if you love basketball and you practice basketball every day, you take um, join sports teams, but you never go professional, there is a stigma that other people think it's a waste of time. It's a waste of your time. And so, they didn't have me prepare and spend time practicing and investing my time in that for all those reasons. And so today, if the time comes that I have to play the piano or I have to swim one meter, I am not prepared. I can tell you for a fact, I am not prepared. The other day, um, I was playing the piano with my three-year-old and oh my gosh, I barely remember anything or even swimming. I'm a terrible swimmer. I will be the first to admit it. I am a terrible swimmer. I get water in my eyes. I don't even swim straight. If I start off at one area and I aim to reach the other side of the pool, I'll end up diagonal to the side for some reason. And I'm very slow. And so what's the point of the story? The point of the story is everything requires preparation. Everything requires preparation. If you're a parent and you have a baby or a young child, a toddler, you know it takes at least an hour of preparation to leave the house, to go to the park or a play date. If you're in school, if you're in high school, college, you know, post-grad, undergrad, and you have a test coming up, you have an exam coming up, you need to prepare for it. You need to plan out and study for it. If you're performing at a piano recital, you have to prepare. You have to practice for days, weeks, months in advance. We and we are so busy praising the success, the successful moment, the the performance moment, the moment of playing at the piano recital, of receiving the A plus, the A plus or or whatever grade on your exam, or actually being at the park with your child and watching them smile with joy as they go down the slide or play on the swings. We forget to praise the preparation that we had to do that it took to get there. And that's all in the background. That's all behind the scenes stuff that no one else sees. And that for us, for you, you push through and you don't even take the time to praise yourself for it. And so we're actually praising the wrong things. We're praising the wrong things. You know, you're all watching me here on this live stream or you're listening to the podcast and some of you might be saying to yourself, I wish I was as articulate as Nicole. I cannot do what she's doing right now. There's no way. And I'll tell you this, once upon a time, I couldn't do this either. I was just like you. And But I spent so much time in preparation. 
in the background, behind the scenes. I spent two years majoring in communication as an undergrad. I have spent the last seven plus years as a nurse practitioner, practicing my conversation skills, talking to dozens of patients every single day. And I've been going on live stream here every week for the last two years, almost two years. Every week without fail, I go on live stream. I turn on the camera, I hit live, and I talk. And so this has been my preparation. And so what you see today, what you are hearing today, you listening or hearing this message, this is the payoff of all of that preparation. But a lot of people get trapped in the moments of that, oh, carrying conversation doesn't work. I, I go mentally blank. I feel like an idiot that I want the grounds just open up and swallow me whole before other people can judge me and reject me. But I, but the truth is I don't worry when things don't work. I'm gonna tell you another story. So when I got out of my emotionally abusive romantic relationship with my ex-boyfriend years ago, I was incredibly socially awkward. I was, I felt incredibly socially awkward after being in a for several years, emotionally abusive and isolating romantic relationship. I came out of it. I had to build my self-esteem and my confidence back up. I had no friends because he isolated me. I had no friends. I'd start from scratch how to carry conversation, how to make friends, how to contribute to a conversation, how to contribute something interesting and get people excited to talk to me, to want to be my friend. I remember one week during this transition, during these, this time in my life, I was really excited about, I was really into makeup at the time. I was, it was a phase I was going through and there was a launch for a new makeup blush from your, for your cheeks at Sephora. And I was so excited. I watched all the YouTube videos, all the reviews. I was so hyped. I was so excited to, to try it. And at the same time this week, a guy flirted with me. And he was being nice and funny and witty. And he asked me, what's new? What's going on? And I literally told him, I just bought this new blush for my cheeks. And I'm so excited. And he looked at me like I grew three horns out of my head. And when he walked away, I felt to the bone, I felt ashamed. I felt so ashamed. What kind of flirting was that? I talked to him about my blush, about makeup? What? I felt so ashamed, so socially awkward. But the truth is, what does not seem to be working is working on you. What does not seem to be working is actually working on you. It is the prep work. It is the preparation work for you to become the person you need to become to get the outcome you want. And so time, the right time, the right chance is literally the intersection of preparation and opportunity. Literally, the right preparation, meeting the right opportunity, it meets at time and chance. And so the person who wins the swimming competition, that's the one who prepares the most before the race starts. The person who seems so at ease in conversations, knows how to build warmth, knows how to make people feel comfortable and crack jokes and make people admire them and think they're so charismatic. 
They're the ones who've been preparing all this time in the background. Preparing yourself will take time, but most people don't want to spend that time preparing because they want to spend the time doing other things. And they'd rather do other things so they don't prepare. And it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. Um, it's the holidays right now as I'm talking to you, as I'm recording this, and I just mailed out our family's Christmas cards a couple days ago. And I mailed out, I think maybe 70, 70 Christmas cards this year. And our Christmas card list, mailing list grows every year. Because every year I meet new people and I make new friends. And I love it because every year I look at our mailing list, our Christmas card list, and I write out, I address the envelopes, and it's an annual marker for me. Every year that I do this, it's a little, it's a marker at the end of every year that look how far I've come, look how many more people I've brought into my life, look how many more relationships and friendships I've created and nurtured. How amazing would that be for you? How amazing would that be to see at every December your friends list is growing? More, to have more people blowing up your text messages saying they love you, they loved spending time with you, they got your Christmas card in the mail and they're so happy you're in their lives, they loved bonding quality time with you over coffee last week and they cannot wait to see you next time. How amazing would it be to feel that? That feeling, that is the payoff from all the preparation Everything you're doing is working. It's either working for you or working on you. And so many people don't like the feeling of when it's not working on you, so they stop working on it. But if you stop working on it, then it stops working for you. But if you work on it for so long, then you will become the person for whom it can work. And so when it feels like it's not working, when I feel this opposition, that's when I know it's working on me. When I feel socially awkward, when I make conversations and I feel like an idiot for saying something, I know it's working on me. And so, for example, the guy I was flirting with years ago and I talked about my makeup blush and I felt like an idiot when he walked away, I knew that moment was working on me because I was learning what doesn't work in conversations. People wonder now, Nicole, you're such a people person. Nicole, how do, you, how do you just get so excited to jump into conversations with strangers? And it's because I now know what doesn't work in conversations. Because I have had so many conversations that I've run out of bad things to say in a conversation. I've run out of how to have a bad conversation and how to not get friends. I've run out of ways to do that. Now I know how the right ways to do it. And so when it feels like it's not working the right way, is, or it's not working for you, it's a sign you're going in the right direction. It's just like if you're exercising. You know, you want to get stronger biceps, you're doing, you're doing curls with weights. Or if you want to get acute bubble butts and you're doing squats, 50 squats, 100 squats a day, you don't have stronger muscular biceps or acute bubble butt the next day. No. The next day, your arms are sore, your butt is still saggy, and you feel horrible, you feel weak, you feel sore, you feel in pain. So feeling worse actually comes before feeling better. 
And so if you go through life avoiding every risk, every possible failure or rejection, you also avoid every reward. Every rewarding feeling you can have by getting more friends. If you don't prepare, then when the opportunity presents itself, when the opportunity comes into your life, when the people who are supposed to be your friends come into your life and you're not prepared to open your mouth and speak and talk with them, your lack of preparation will expose you. Some of you are so close. I, it may not feel like it, but you are so close. You don't even know it. Don't be deceived. It is working for you. It is making you a better version of yourself than the person, the version you are today listening to this message or watching this replay. And so I hope I said something that resonated with you. I hope this was valuable. I hope this made you believe because you would not have heard this message today if I had quit years ago. So don't quit. You are almost there. You are almost there, I promise you. And if you are not almost there, you are at least further than where you were last year. And so I hope this was meaningful. I hope this was helpful. I love you all. And I will see you all on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Speak Up to Connect podcast. I cherish you. I appreciate you. And thank you again for welcoming me into your life. If you found this episode helpful, I'd love to hear from you. Just head over to my Instagram at it's Nicole Jean and send me a DM with the word podcast so I know where you came from. Until next time, I'm your people skills coach rooting for you. Let's all continue to speak up to connect.